0: hey have you heard about anchor you probably haven't heard about anchor yet so let me tell you about it anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast you probably hear other people talk about how they make podcasts if they say it's easy they're crazy all of their methods are really hard and complicated but anchor super simple first off it's free they have creation tools that let you make the podcast right from your phone you don't even need a computer this is 2019 who uses computers anymore? Anchor distributes your podcast on all the other platforms. No need to go do all that complicated searching and hosting and posting. Hosting and posting. They do it for you. You can also make money from your podcast. Well, I mean, that's what I'm doing right now, because you're listening to this ad. They've got everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. No need to search around all over the place. No need to go to 20 different sites. Just one. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Bet you thought I was going to sing right here, didn't you?
1: Are you looking for the hottest news out of the obstacle racing scene? Want to stay up to date on the freshest info, the latest podiums, and hear interviews with the who's who in OCR? Well, you've come to the wrong place. Well, some of that you'll
0: find here. But we're not the media. This is not ORM, OCM,
1: OCRM, ORCM. This is OCR Talk. OCR Talk.
0: Hello, this is Jason Dupree.
1: And I'm Anna Landry.
0: And what did you just hear? Anna, you may not have heard it because you are listening. You're just talking to me. You're not actually listening to the episode. Yeah. But what everybody else probably heard before the intro to the show was an ad. And we're going to talk about that in a second. Right. But before we get into all the things we're going to talk about, how's it going? How was uh, your off season?
1: My off season? My off season was... A lot of Christmas parties and a lot of catching up with friends. And I had a few fun races here and there and some really cool trail races. But that's pretty much about it. Cool. What about you?
0: I tried to have like a two week off season and it kept getting not extended, but my training kept getting eaten into by parties and, you know, just the holidays in general and traveling and all that stuff. So, well, I had a short off season. My, I guess it was really off season. Was uh, it was it was good. I still trained here and there as, as I could, and ready to get things moving again.
1: Yeah, I I'm, I definitely got in a kick in, kick in the pants this weekend. <laughs> so it was a good way to start off the year.
0: Well, before we start talking about the new year 2019, 2018, we did you know almost a full year of this show and. We started in February and ended in late November. Going into it, we actually wanted to have more of a discussion. You know, it's called OCR Talk, and we wanted to have that discussion with our listeners. And I felt like we got some of that here and there, but not really to the level that we wanted it. And so while we were kind of pushing that, we kind of backed off just because it's, I don't know. To me, it was okay that it didn't happen on Facebook as much as we hoped for. But what were your thoughts on that?
1: Right. We still got plenty of listens. I still had plenty of people approach me outside of social media and say that they listen to the show and, you know, oh, you should talk about this on your next episode or this would be something cool to talk about, you know. So it definitely got conversations going. I think, yeah, I think it definitely got conversations going and I think it was a good strategy for us not to kind of push it so much on Facebook and Instagram just because, you know, it's almost like that pushy salesman. You just don't want to You just almost like lose interest the more you, (laughs) the more it's pushed on you. But yeah, I I mean, I definitely appreciate everybody um, that listened to the episodes and like would come up to me and say, hey, you know, I listened to that last episode. This is what I liked. And, you know, y'all are doing a great job, things like that. So, yeah, I definitely appreciated that feedback.
0: Nice. Well, for people that are doing that, don't forget to as hard as it is, don't hesitate to say what you didn't like as well. It's hard to say those things, but you know when we ask for feedback, that's what we're looking for too. It's not always rainbows and sunshine. We do want the hard things to hear,
1: hard critiques. Yeah, we're okay with that.
0: (laughs) I think just to reiterate, you know, going into year two, what do we want out of this show? And I, I think what we want from hasn't changed from the beginning. The whole reason I started this is because there's a lot of podcasts out there for OCR and some of them, most of them focus on either bringing news or talking to elites. And we don't do interviews and we talk about news, but not in a we're delivering news kind of way. I want to continue that.
1: Yeah, I feel like there's already so many news outlets, which is great, which is great for the sport. You know, it's great exposure for the sport but i think we definitely have found a niche to where like it's kind of like just hanging out with your friends and just talking about the sport you know yeah. you you, do, you pretty much do it on a regular basis but you know <laughs> it's kind of like you just want to hang out and talk about what's going on
0: right and when those topics come up and we you know do talk about news i don't ever want to just regurgitate what we've heard already i w- if i write something down in my notes it's because i've had a thought that I didn't think they covered in whatever podcast I heard it from or whatever outlet I saw it on.
1: Right, and just adding to whatever pieces of news we hear or maybe asking some questions that somebody hasn't thought of yet or maybe they just didn't have time to go into detail, things like that.
0: Yep. So we are adding to a show in the way of ads and we we are on a free platform anchor anchor.fm is a free podcasting platform and they have begun doing ads in a form of you get paid you we, we we pair you up with a sponsor and you read their spiel however you feel necessary and they have a few bits that are required but you make it your own and, and record it and put it into your podcast and you get paid based off of how many times it gets heard and it's not a ton of money but it's it's something and what i don't want what i want to do is stay on a free platform so that we can take that money and not use it necessarily to do anything with the podcast that we're not already doing like we've we've already got hosting i don't want to go put it on podbean for ten dollars a month and ask people to pay for that what i want is to take that money that we earn through ads as well as the fact that people have the ability to support us on anchor. If we do get a Patreon page going that money as well, I want all of that money to go directly back to our listeners in the form of giveaways. Now, if people have better ideas on how we can put that money back to the listeners, I'm all for it. But that's what was my thought so far is to say, Every cent that we get will be to purchase something, whether it's a T-shirt or a race code or a hat or a training thing, whatever it is, to give those things away to our listeners. What do you think?
1: I think that's great. I think because, you know, we're just in this for fun. We just do this because, you know, it's like our little hobby, our little side thing. Yeah. Anything to give back to the listeners that we have or gain more listeners you know, just spread the word.
0: (laughs) So to go along with that, one of the ads you, so far we've got two ads that I've recorded. One is for Anchor and the other one is for a site that the very first one that they paired me up with. So of course they paired me with themselves. That's cool. Uh, They also paired me with, paired us with a site called Spreadshop. And you've probably seen sites out there where basically You set up an online store, but you don't have any of the stuff. You just say what's in the store and somebody else has the stuff and they sell it and ship it. You know, people buy it through your site and you just get a little cut based off of the fact that they're going through your word of mouth, I guess. But they have the stuff and they sell it. Now, the beauty its kind of cheesy, but the beauty of this is that. We can get shirts, people can get shirts with OCR talk on it without having to, without us having to put in a bulk order like we did for the first shirts we got. So instead of having to go out of our way and time and money and taking money away from what we could give back to the community, I've got this site. I, I went ahead and made one so that we're not just sponsoring something and doing an ad for something that we're not using. So it's shop.spreadshirt.com. Dot com slash ocr talk. Now the site, like you can actually set up your own at spreadshirt.com or spreadshop.com, either one. And on that site, I've got shirts, hoodies, mugs, a couple of bottles maybe. I don't know. There's men's shirts, there's women's shirts. And the great thing about it is you can just pick a size and not have to worry about do I have this in in, in stock or not. You just go buy it. And it's it might be a little bit more expensive that way, but I know if somebody says, "Hey, can I get an OCR talk shirt?" Yes, you can, and that peace of mind I think is kind of nice. Now, again, if you buy stuff from that site, that money will go directly back to giveaways for our listeners.
1: Yeah, because I know we ran shirts last year, and we ran out of we ran out of the out of the smalls and mediums pretty quickly, and we. I think yeah. we had, we had hung on to a few of the less, more common sizes for a little bit Definitely longer. Definitely have
0: some extra largest still,
1: <laughs> still.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I did order one off of that Spreadshirt site and it is the same. And the whole reason I was okay with doing this is because it is the same shirt style that the other ones we printed was it's a next level t-shirt, uh, which are super soft most all of my favorite shirts are all next level shirts. So I've got, I got one, got it in just to make sure that the quality was decent. And like I said, it's this exact same shirt. The print on it was a little lighter as far as like the, uh, the screen printing. And I noticed the, the logo was a little small. So I made sure to enlarge it on the, where you customize the shirt, I made sure to enlarge it. So it's closer to what the original shirts were like. So if you get something right now, it should, Come in as a good shirt. So go check them out. Now, I can't awesome. speak for the hoodies and all the other stuff.
1: But it's Jason tested and approved.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so we actually have one. Our very first giveaway is going to be that shirt that I bought. So i have got a, a black OCR Talk shirt uh, with a slightly smaller. So it's a one of a kind, slightly smaller <laughs> logo.
1: <laughs> Limited edition OCR yeah. Talk shirt.
0: <laughs> so... I I think what I was thinking was to give it away, we're not going to post about this, so it'll only be for people listening. If you send us a message on Facebook, OCRtalk at gmail.com or Instagram or any one of our personal pages, you know, mine or Anna's personal pages, you will be in a random drawing for that shirt. And we'll, I don't know, we'll, we'll do the drawing before the next episode for sure. So maybe a week or two.
1: Can they tag us in a post?
0: Yeah, don't put it in a post. Send a message to us.
1: Send us a message. Okay.
0: Send a message saying, hey, I heard the episode. I'd like the shirt or whatever. Your guys are cool. (laughs) Whatever. Whatever you want to say. Write us a poem. It doesn't matter. Just say you (laughs) heard it in the episode and you'll be in the drawing.
1: (laughs) Rhyming is optional.
0: (laughs) Yeah. If you write a haiku, you get two entries. (laughs) Now, we did have one supporter on Anchor already. Awesome. And that was Will Hicks.
1: Thanks, Will.
0: Because he's a big sweetheart.
1: He's just a big teddy bear.
0: I got to me and April got to hang out with him a good bit at the
1: at the pub crawl or
0: the bar crawl. The bar, bar crawl. After Worlds. <laughs> and as much as I've chatted with him online, it was really cool to get to, you know, just chat with him at a bar and and he's as cool as he seems in his in his podcast and as cool as uh, I don't know. I thought he would be, I guess. Like, he just seems like a chill, cool guy. That actually is a perfect segue that I was not planning. <laughs> World's Toughest Mudder takes a tremendous amount of battery from whatever watch you have. So I've done it. The two times that I've done it, I tried tracking my mileage. And the first time my watch died, uh, you know, halfway through, which was cool that it made it that long. But then I just didn't bother putting another one on after that. I mean, you've got a ton of stuff on anyway. But I, I saw a watch recently. It was called a Coros Pace. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but I saw an ad for it, and I was like, "Man, that it's, a, it's made for endurance ultra running. Hmm. The battery lasts up to twenty five hours when in GPS mode.
1: That's pretty cool." So my Garmin Phoenix, I I only had the Phoenix three. I never tried to. I had taken it off whenever I changed into my wetsuit, but I had never tried to track. The whole thing. So I only made it about halfway through.
0: I know some of the more expensive garments do have long battery lives. Yeah. And that was kind of the one of the reasons why I would never really bothered with it. I was like, I'm not going to pay three times as much as the watch I have just for that long battery life. But I saw this one and it it's a cheaper, you know, it's, it's still a great watch, but it's kind of like a, a they, you know, I've heard people say it's a no frills version of a Garmin watch. Very, very similar, very similar interface, but again, 25 hour battery life versus 24 on some of the other ones. And that's just with GPS mode. So like when you're not using it, uh it's supposed to last like 30 days. Now I've used it over the past two weeks. Got it Christmas Day. Uh my this is I I saw this watch and I mentioned it to April, not thinking that she was going to buy me an expensive watch and Just one of those things like, man, uh, it'd be cool to have that, but uh, maybe I'll spend money on that one day kind of thing. And she got it for me for Christmas. And I literally like opened it up and I was like, no, you didn't get this for me. Like, no, what is this? Uh, Super, super sweet of her. And so I've been wearing it like I'm not a person to wear a watch all day long. I wear them for my runs and Mm -hmm. I've not I've, I've taken it off to go to sleep and to shower and stuff. And that's it. So I've gotten to where I, I, I love this thing. It's, a, it's pretty awesome.
1: So how often have you how often have you had to charge it, like put it on the charger?
0: So I charged it up Christmas morning.
1: Right. And, and I've then... gone
0: on long runs every weekend and done two to three runs during the week. And I just charged it last night because I was traveling and it was <gasps> on 18, 18%.
1: Golly. Yeah. That's like killing my garbage <laughs> in battery life right now.
0: <laughs> it's pretty nice.
1: Cause I I have to charge mine at least once a week. I can go on like maybe like a 15 mile run. I think I've gone on one. Yeah. I've gone on a 15 mile run before whenever it's at like 24%. But it'll alert me like at least twice during my run that oh, yeah. my battery's <laughs> getting low. <laughs> and, and but I think it automatically does that whenever it gets down to like 10% or something like that. So yeah, I have to charge mine at least once a week, and I, I go on at least like one long run a week. Yeah,
0: so I don't have to. I don't have to worry about that now. I'm loving it, and it's got definitely got more metrics than some of the the old TomTom Tom watches that I have had. And uh, yeah, it's it's cool.
1: How accurate is the GPS? Do you find?
0: It, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I haven't gone out and I haven't done like the same really run over and over to, okay. to test. Yeah, it, it's probably not a huge dramatic increase over others but what i do know is that you can do just gps or you can do gps with like a couple of extra things which will use those for elevation rather than gps and like i don't know what the other two are but it does it is supposed to make it more accurate
1: does it do any kind of like smart what other smart watch features
0: you can get notifications from your phone
1: notifications
0: it's not a touchscreen, so you can't do any replying or anything. But right. what I've ended up doing is just turning my phone on silent and just get the notifications on my watch because a lot of times I'll have vibrate on my phone and in my pocket, and if I'm walking around somewhere, I won't notice it. Yeah. So now I notice it, and I and I tell it, you know, only give me notifications on the things that I care about, so it's not buzzing me all the time. But yeah, it's nice having it on my wrist because I'll walk away from my watch and I mean my phone, and then something, you know, I'll get a notification and I'll get it on my wrist. That's cool. Which is pretty
1: cool. Yeah. Cause I still I mean I still get text messages and notifications on my watch too. But again, my battery life isn't as yeah. great. It sounds like you're still getting all the same features, but your <laughs> your battery life lasts like four times as long.
0: <laughs> and Coros, they they apparently they were known for making smart bike helmets. Which I didn't know was a thing. I don't know what I don't even know what a smart bike helmet would do.
1: That's interesting.
0: But they have the Coros Pace and the Coros Apex, and Apex is the more expensive one with I think even a longer battery life and probably some extra features like uh, Mm. trail. You can get your directions on your watch. So if you know you're running, I don't know. I guess you put in the uh, trail that you or the path that you want to want to run, and it'll tell you. You know know what, I wonder if
1: that's the one that Camille Heron was promoting. Yes, it was. The Apex. She was promoting the Apex. So Camille Heron, she's like the world record hundred miler holder. Okay. Yeah, she's like a really badass ultra runner in the ultra running world. She smokes even the guys in the ultra running world. And (laughs) yeah, I I was, whenever I was scrolling through Instagram earlier today, uh, I came across that apex watch and yeah, she, she uses the apex and they just came out with a special, Camille Heron apex edition of that watch with her name on it and everything. So,
0: (laughs) Wow. I would imagine she was able to use that watch the entire time she's doing a hundred miler. I mean, she she's in probably finishing and yeah. <laughs> what's a, uh, what's her hundred mile record time?
1: Um, I'm not sure, but I know for the 24 hour, um, the desert solstice where they just run around the track for 24 hours. She did like, I don't know, something crazy, like 160 something miles
0: in 24
1: <laughs> hours. <laughs> 100, I don't know. I can't remember, but she beat, <laughs> she beat the guy, the guys too. So <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> she's, she's a beast.
0: Oh, man. Uh, Yeah, so we've been training to run further as well, haven't we?
1: Well, not that far, but yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not that far. Um, (laughs) I know I had a 30-miler coming up uh, next weekend, I think, but it it got pushed back because of the heavy rains that we've been having in Dallas. So it's got pushed back to uh, late March.
1: Well, that's nice. You get a couple more weeks to train?
0: Yeah, so I get to skip my 30-miler and just go directly into a 50-miler. So that's a lot of fun.
1: That's great. <laughs> yeah, I've got my first. So I've run longer than marathon distances, but I've never actually run an official marathon. So I have my first official marathon coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, right on. The Louisiana marathon coming up in a couple weeks. And then my first 100K like a month after.
0: <laughs> how, uh, how far is 100K?
1: 62 miles.
0: <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Yeah. That's going to be a good one.
1: Yeah. Nice. Yeah, my friends were signed up for the fifty K for the red dirt ultra going on up at Kasachi National National Forest. And I was like, I could do the fifty K. I've done a fifty K before. That's doable. <laughs> but then I was like, but why not a hundred K? Sure, why not? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good <on> that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so so my marathon turned into a training run.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> We're, we're probably not being the smartest about this, but no, it should be fun.
1: But yeah, it'll be fun <laughs> regardless.
0: <laughs> Let's get into some OCR news. Is kind of the the rest of the episode is going to be mostly just uh, OCR. What's been going on? Freaking all winter long, we've had just news one after the other. It's like uh, the OCR companies just can't get enough of trying to one up each other and stay in everybody's feed throughout the the holidays.
1: mutter has been kind of quiet though.
0: Tough Mudder has yes, Tough Mudder has been getting news from elsewhere that they probably don't want people to hear about. <laughs>
1: right, exactly. They uh, <laughs> yeah, they they haven't made an official announcement yet, but I know that they were getting a lot of questions about TMX, and then the only thing they they released about it was yes, it's happening. <laughs> yeah,
0: and that only came through their help desk answering somebody's questions. So yeah. we don't.
1: And then somebody screenshotted the response. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Who knows. <laughs> yeah are you still yet to see but they did have the end of the year muttering guide best of ocr awards which we i don't think we even talked about it to even ask anybody to nominate us because we forgot yeah. and oh well
1: <laughs> oh well
0: but I, I i mean i don't know how many nominations do you have to get to get on the list because obviously there's a lot of a uh, OCR podcasts that were on the list.
1: Yeah, for sure. Some of
0: the other ones that I would have expected to be up there with, if they were on there, got nominated enough. I didn't nominate us because I'm not that kind of person. Yeah. Maybe I should have.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's all we needed was just me and you to nominate ourselves. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) But that would have been kind of (laughs) sad.
0: But we so we didn't get nominated. How did that make you feel?
1: I, I really didn't notice it. Is it, Did you bad? cry? No. Cr- maybe a Did little. Did you no. feel like crying? <laughs> no, not really.
0: I'm just going to write held back tears. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke from somewhere. If uh, some of the listeners should recognize such.
1: If you recognize it, put it in your message.
0: Yeah. If you I'm get crying. that, you get, I don't know what, I'll think of something special to give you. <laughs> no, that was cool though. And. Who? Let's see. Matt won with over, uh, Obstacle Race Media. So, good job to him. And there were definitely some on there that I was like, what? does do people even know about theirs?" I was. It was cool to see uh, Scott's Scott the Fain Knowles on there with yeah. the I Am a Spartan. That was pretty awesome. Our feelings aren't hurt. We'll just yeah, make an no. episode about not getting nominated the way uh, Always Sunny did. I don't know if anybody's ever seen that one. That was pretty good.
1: We won't carry a chip on our shoulder all year.
0: Yeah. I did have an appearance on the ORM live stream. You know, Matt did, does a lot I of live that. streams.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I caught that. And <laughs> did
0: you catch how my daughter Layla made it on? Yeah, year? I did. <laughs> wearing her, like, she was actually wearing a battle she shirt. Wearing, at the time, yeah, she was wearing cool. a
1: battle race shirt. That was awesome. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> that was pretty perfect. She was a little shy, which is not normal yeah. for her, but.
1: I was like, man. It, did Jason just like put her in a battle ray shirt on <laughs>
0: <laughs> No, I mean it's just yeah. big on her, so she wears it to to sleep in a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was awesome.
0: Yeah, I, I I would love to be part of a lot of those. You know, like they've got the the round table sometimes.
1: Yeah, and the OCR report.
0: Yeah, I I chat with most of those people here and there, but uh, have yet to make it on one of those things. And and Matt's even asked me to be on live before when I was like at work. So obviously it's kind (laughs) of tough to.
1: Yeah, it just gets hard with their schedules and.
0: And they're all just sitting around. Not all of them. I know like, you know, Mike and Will, they've got jobs, but. Right. Some of them, that's that is their job. So. Yeah. Good for them. Speaking of other podcasts, uh, Josh Chase from the New England Spottons. He started a Discord channel for the. Are you familiar with what what Discord is?
1: I saw it, and I remember him talking about it on the roundtable. I haven't j- gotten a chance to check it out yet.
0: Yeah, he's talked about it, and Mike Stefano talked about it on mm-hmm. Obstacle Running Adventures. It is Discord has actually started out as a gaming communication platform. So in the in the past, the main choices you had when you were gaming and chatting with your friends was to use either Ventrilo or TeamSpeak. So those were two platforms. And then they never really changed. Like they got a few extra features here and there, but they never really changed to match the way like Facebook was going and just the communication, social media communication was advancing. So discord came along and basically did that. So they made a new platform that really is a lot closer to what you get with like Microsoft teams versus Skype for business or Slack or some of those other better communication platforms. So it really is a good tool. It just was centered around gaming and it's kind of branched out to where it doesn't have to be. And it still is, but the OCR discord channel is about OCR. So there's no gaming involved, but you actually see the other members and, it shows next to their name what games they're playing at the moment. So <laughs> you can kind of see in the uh, OCR community who is a uh, who is who are gamers. So nice. it's kind of neat, but it is a cool place. So if you are out there, shoot, I don't even know what the discord, what the actual link for it is. But if you hit up somebody, hit up myself or Josh Chase or Matt B. Davis or just any of those people, uh, anybody will be glad to give you an invite to it. But Right now, it's cool because it's it's kind of small at the moment, like 100 people, and Adrian B. Janata's on there, Mappy Davis is on there, Brett Stewart. So it's Stewart. just like
1: another kind of almost social media platform for people to chat. It is, chat.
0: and it's a, it's a live, you know, there's, there's multiple rooms within that channel, and one of them is like an announcements feed, so it's literally just... Josh posting announcements. There's another one. So every time a podcast episode gets posted, it goes into there automatically. So there's these different rooms. And right now there's only like a general room. And then I forget what else is in there. Not much, but there's actually voice chat and text chat. So it's whereas using Facebook, you get in a conversation on a a thread, uh, somebody's post, somebody's comment, and it gets lost really easily with Discord, the searching capabilities are way better. So even if you do miss out on something, you can go back and find it way faster. But it is just yeah, it's just a communication platform. So you're you're just sitting there chatting and uh it's it's been pretty busy like during a day when people are supposed to be working. Uh <laughs> <laughs> sitting there chatting about stuff. Yeah, that's where uh like when I posted the picture of Matt, you know, Charlie from Always Sunny being Matt Davis talking about the world championship qualification for Spartan. Uh, I posted it in there first and said, So somebody actually said in there, Hey, has somebody thought about making this into a meme of this? And (laughs) nobody had. So I was like, shoot, I'll do it. And then made it and then showed (laughs) it to them. They're like, that's sweet. And then I posted it anyway. It is a cool place. And it is, you know, as OCR is getting bigger and bigger and bigger, this is right now feels like a grassroots thing. Like it's all these different people, but you're close with them, you know, like everybody's there and it's not just a big giant. People don't feel out of touch anymore because of it kind of thing. Right. So that's cool. Get on there, check it out, join us and talk about how you love OCR talk, I guess.
1: (laughs) Shameless plugs.
0: (laughs) All right. Okay. So now we can actually get into what have these, what have these different OCR companies been announcing lately? First off, Spartan talked about the trail series. Oh, uh, I thought it was cool that, you know, we've talked about the trail series already and they did a couple of test races and they've got their, they've got their schedule out for next year, which all of them are happening at events and on Sundays for the most part. But it's like, all right, well maybe I'll run the sprint and then run the trail race after. I don't know. Like it, it, it's kind of kind of an odd setup, but you know, they're trying it out, but I thought it was cool that they're actually working with uh, Trailrunner Magazine and actually had ads in there. It's kinda oh,
1: neat. yeah, because I get I get emails from Trailrunner Magazine. And I remember opening up my email, because sometimes they have articles that I like to read through and whatever. And I saw an ad at the bottom of the email for the Spartan Trail Race series. I'm like, well, hot damn. Nice. They're, <laughs> and they're <laughs> advertising it in the trail running. Because I know a lot of my trail running friends get get that email as well and like I might be able to actually like talk them into coming to a race with me one weekend or something you know like yeah you know there's something for everybody I think and I think they're thinking maybe that like the closer in proximity that people get to the actual race that maybe they might get even more registrations for their OCR races but even even so I mean even if it attracts you know just strictly trail runners that's I mean hey why not I was kind of skeptical of it at first, you know, because I was like, sure. you know, stick to what you're good at. But, I mean, it might be a b- good business move. Who knows? Th-
0: there's definitely a lot of Debbie Downers out there about Spartan <laughs> and the trail race thing. But, you know, thinking about what the positives, like you just said, you might have some friends that might come do that with you while you do a Spartan race. Or just do, y'all do that together at a Spartan race. You know, that's that's cool. And that's a positive And the fact that they are actually working with a company, you know, advertising in Trailrunner, advertising on uh, ESPN, uh, and I'll talk about that in a second, but the guy that they've got heading these up, like the director, race director for them is a trail race director. So it's not, it's not that they're just, I don't know, taking nobody that doesn't know what they're doing and trying to make Spartan fit this trail thing. They're actually, it seems like they're actually trying to do it right. And my hope is that the logistics that trail running has that obstacle racing have yet to figure out. There are definitely things about trail running that are better than typical trail races that are better than obstacle races. And I'm hoping some of that bleeds over and, and, and makes obstacle racing better for it, if nothing else.
1: And really any exposure that the sport gets, you know, any positive exposure that the sport gets that puts it more into the mainstream is always a good thing.
0: Yeah. And so on ESPN this past Sunday, there was the they, they put they aired the para elite championships and the team championships from Tahoe. And it was so it was on the main ESPN channel, which was pretty cool. And during it, it had trail race commercials, which is pretty awesome. The funny thing about that is the reason I got to see it is because I don't even remember why it came up, but I looked into streaming regular TV channels cuz I don't have cable and I don't have local channels. I just, you know, do like the the core cutting things where I've only gotten like Netflix and whatever, Amazon and whatever. Yeah, same
1: else. with me. <laughs> I don't even have an antenna to catch local channels.
0: So I looked into I think a friend reminded me that this exists and it's pretty darn easy to find websites that are streaming live television and you can actually get it from Channels all over the the world. Now, you may go to a page and their link for the stream is not up, so it's not always 100% reliable, but for the most part, you can find most anything across the world and watch these channels for free. Now, I'm sure the legality of it, the, the legality of it is a little gray, but they are there. And what i so i i watched it that way now i only got to watch a little bit, bit of it because i had family over but what i did do is opened up a room in a platform called rabbit it's a website where you can basically treat it like you're watching something with somebody else that you're not physically with so it's a room where you get in You pull up a page and look at, you know, like Netflix or YouTube so you can watch a movie or something with your friend or your spouse or whoever if you're not in the same place. And you've got voice and video chat if you want so that you can still, you know, like riff on the movie or make comments and stuff like that. So it's a really cool platform and you can have up to 200 people in a room. So what I want to do more of, and I tried it out and it worked well, is to stream those channels when they come on so like when tough uh world's toughest comes on for all the people that normally watch somebody streaming their television through their phone you know to have a rabbit room with that actually streaming the actual broadcast
1: that's what i watched was (laughs) live stream somebody streaming it from their living room
0: yeah so i want to i'm gonna put that out there and I know there's only 200 spaces in there, so if it gets beyond that, then maybe we can figure something else out. But for those people that are like, "Man, I really want to watch this, and I have no way to," I can help facilitate that. So
1: that's a good idea. I'm gonna try and
0: get that going for for the next things.
1: That's a good idea. Thanks. I'm surprised they didn't they didn't like advertise that it was on ESPN more, because I I saw that it was on ESPN, but it was like the week before. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that they were even doing that.
0: Right, their emails came out like it felt like the day of. <laughs>
1: yeah, really. I'm like, "Oh, wow, I didn't even realize to even like look for that or watch for that."
0: Iceland their leaderboard on ChronoTrack actually stayed up to date pretty good, you know, pretty well, talking about technology and and races and stuff cuz world's toughest, you know, that was one of the big complaints this year was that the leaderboard was basically uncheckable online.
1: Yeah, that was a huge debacle.
0: Yeah, even at the race venue, they were having issues with it. So I was pretty proud to see during the Iceland event, you were able to check and it was up to date and and accurate uh, from through ChronoTrack. Yeah, everybody
1: stayed pretty up to date throughout the whole race. Like there was pretty up to date information that you could always access and everybody was able to access it throughout the whole race.
0: There's always a lot of crapping on Spartan going on. Yeah. It's, you know, as we've said before, that it's typically because we care about Spartan and it's been around for so long. It's I mean, we can only repeat the good stuff so many times it feels like. But uh, it seems like there's always something to something new to critique. But, you know, this is some good stuff Their Their timing system worked really well. And next thing is the fact that they announced that the World Championships is going to be held on Sunday. In Tahoe instead of on Saturday. now this has been getting a lot of feedback, mostly bad, but there's been some good trickling out of it. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts?
1: From my experience, whenever I went to Tahoe, we'll get into the qualifications <laughs> <laughs> later. But from my yeah. experience, you know traveling in from out of town, it was always just easier to have a rate the race be on Saturday and it's a big race so you know i'm pretty sure it's a lot of people's a race for this year yeah or at least their goal race since they're going to try and qualify for it so i would think you would want to have it on a saturday that way you could leave sunday for going sightseeing or hanging out and just recovering or you know just something like that that just always seemed to make the most sense to me
0: sure now when you say you, in a general sense, who are you talking about? you talking about the elites or the open weavers?
1: I would think the elites would want to do that, too. Because they already get out. <laughs> I mean, they already get out there. They already get out there, you know, several days in advance. Yeah. A very small percentage of elites do this as their sole job.
0: Right. And Well, the elites... Are uh, they are a smaller majority of the number of people attending the event? Right. You know, the the open waves are the the majority of the people. It's probably I don't know what the actual numbers are, but I would imagine it's what like five thousand to yeah maybe a thousand. Yeah, two, oh, definitely the 2, open the
1: open waves definitely pay for the elite way <laughs> the elites to run. You know, but
0: but not even thinking about that. But just just talking about what you were saying as far as you know, you want to be there so you can. Uh, go sightseeing and stuff. The the open waivers, the people that are there to visit Tahoe,
1: mm-hmm.
0: not to compete, right? They they they're gonna have that. They get to race on Saturday, and you know they do whatever they want on Sunday. But of course, Spartan wants them to stay around on Sunday. They don't want them to go sightseeing necessarily.
1: But most of them, I would think, most of the open waivers would be traveling on Sunday, possibly because I I think a big majority of because I think. I think I read it in that um, ORM article where the majority of the people that stick around on Sunday are local or at least within a reasonable drive. You've got a big majority of open waivers that are probably going to be traveling that Sunday back home.
0: Yeah, some of them, but as I said, the people that are local, you know, they do have easier access to come and go. Right. But but you're right. But with it being such a big race, like I know for me, world's toughest and nor am those are races that I'm I've given myself time. I'm going home on Monday or on Tuesday so that I've got the time to do the race, hang out afterwards, and do all that stuff. So if it really is that big of a race for people, I mean they'll make the time for it if it's that important to them. True. So a a normal OCR, like if I'm going to go say I'm going to go run the Beast in South Carolina just for fun, I'll probably want to get in and get out as fast as possible. Right. But but not Tahoe. I don't. I wouldn't think.
1: I don't know. My, ta- my Tahoe vacation got cut short last year, so I can't, <laughs> I can't relate to that. But yeah, my Tahoe vacation got cut very short, so I had to get in and get out. Yeah, I guess if it was any other race in any other state, then yeah, you would just want to travel in, race on Saturday, leave on Sunday. Tahoe is definitely a place where I wanted to stay. I'm like, man, I wish I had like at least two more days here just to like walk around and see stuff.
0: What what day did you get in? Did you get in like oh. Friday Friday evening?
1: <laughs> I got in like Friday night, Saturday morning.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even getting there Friday morning, you get to you get a chance to you know go down to the lake and do all that stuff yeah. too. So
1: yeah, no, I got there like probably a little after midnight on Friday, and then had oh, to yeah. race the Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, and I just ran the beast on Saturday. I just ran the competitive beast on that Saturday, and then. I had to leave that Sunday, hmm. because, yeah, that was at a bad time. It was just bad timing, and I had to change my travel plans up at the last minute, so oh. yeah, it was originally supposed to be like a five day trip, but then it turned into <laughs> turned into nope, it's just going to be a weekend.
0: <laughs> oh it really sucks yeah well
1: (laughs) but yeah you
0: know that's that's out of the ordinary and and hopefully not what people are planning
1: for right so originally yes (laughs) i had planned on getting out there like the thursday and maybe not leaving till the monday because it is such a big race so i see what you're saying i see what you're saying about like being an open waver or like even i guess they're not they're not doing the open wave on the same day so it's really irrelevant but like the com- even the competitive or the age group waves.
0: Yeah, there, so there's two. To me, there's two aspects that make this as interesting as it is. So first off, the fact that S- Saturday is only going to be open waves, not counting the Ultra Beast, which is not uh, the you know that's not the championship. So it's just regular Ultra Beast. They have elites too, but the regular Beast is going to be only opens, which means they're going to get to start at seven thirty, which is out of the ordinary for open waivers. Now. Uh, how long they go throughout the day will probably be like normal, you know, past 12, 12 o'clock or so. Mm-hmm. So that day is going to be nothing but open waivers. So they get their a full day of that. Then the elites only run the elites and the compet- uh, age groups only run on Sunday. So that mixed with the fact that they want this event to be such a grand event as they hope it to be. Those two mixed together, I I think and hope, in their hope, that it's going to be more of a, uh, a spectacle and uh, something that people are going to want to see and going to want to stay for and talk about and not feel like, oh, I got ripped off because I raced Saturday and I couldn't race Sunday too. Like If people complain about that, then go freaking run another beast twice in a row somewhere (laughs) else. Like, it's not, I don't know, it it just seems silly to cry about, oh, you got the race day to yourself, but you can't run the next day, so you're going to be sad. Yeah. Maybe, I'm sure some people will say that, but I think they're silly.
1: Yeah. (laughs) What's that going to do to the course, though? You have so many more open waivers running the course before the elites and the competitive age groups even get on the course. I mean, I know there's like a whole day...
0: Yeah. Uh, well, according, according to the new director of product, uh, what was his name, David Watson. I mm-hmm. think something like that. Uh, he said on either ORM or overcome and run, he said that they're that night, they're, you know, going to be going through the course and making sure everything is perfect for the next day. Now, obviously that doesn't en- entail the mud that gets trudged up through 10,000 people running through it. But when you think about Tahoe, the majority of that course is on fire roads anyway, true so while yes there's some spots that are gonna get like that, really it's still gonna be the same you know for the elites it's gonna be the same for all the elites it's not like some elites are going to run Saturday and some run Sunday so
1: yeah I don't I don't think that course is gonna get as trashed as like the courses do down here in the south <laughs> with yeah. like all the mud muddy conditions and everything.
0: Yes, if they were to house the championships at Dallas, <laughs> I would say that's a silly thing to do.
1: Didn't they? Because like, yeah, it's going to be destroyed. Or something like
0: that? Yeah, okay. I think the first one yeah. was. <laughs> I don't know if it's at the same place it is now. Maybe, but but yeah, that I, that would be a little silly. But in Tahoe, I think it'll be okay because yeah, it's a lot of a lot of fire roads. So if the if the the single track trails, the few that they have, get uh, muddied up, I don't think it'll be a huge deal.
1: Oh, I it- would. Love to do that course again, just to do it. (laughs) Okay,
0: so let's talk (laughs) about that for a second. Let's talk about that in our segue to talking about the World Championship qualifications. This is something that I've they they put these qualifications on this race to make it more prestigious. And and honestly, to me, I think it works because it may it's made me think, well, maybe I should try and qualify and, and see if I can get to this thing my hesitation is in the fact that I've got these other races that I really want to go to that kind of interfere with that whole schedule, but maybe next year, you know, like that it's something that I'm, I'm considering because it does sound cool to be like, I qualified for Tahoe now. It's not just a, I signed up for Tahoe and ran it. That was cool. Yeah. But now it will be extra cool to say I qualified for Tahoe.
1: Yeah. Now they have this whole qualification system that, you it's like this whole roll down system like if somebody doesn't there's only so many spots available even though their website so many spots yeah if regardless of if their website already says that whenever you're signing up for a spartan race is like you know sign up for the elite (laughs) waves there's only so many spots left you know but it's going to be like a whole now they actually have a whole system of okay did you do this race did you do this race okay do you want to do tahoe if not we're going to give it to somebody else
0: Now let me. I'm I'm real curious right now. But what they said is, you know, you you can't even register for Tahoe until after the national championship series ends, right? Or after West Virginia, uh, the North American Championships. So what I want to look up real quick is what does it show when you go to look at the sign up page?
1: Signing up for Tahoe.
0: What what I did check before, and I know it does say is that the. On Sunday, there is no open waves. On Saturday, there is no elites, except for the Ultra Beast. Use the code NEWU for 30% (laughs) off for a limited time only. (laughs) Powered by Rakuten.
1: Hey, maybe that's why their timing (laughs) systems are so much better now. Thank you, Rakuten.
0: Yeah, maybe. (laughs) World Championship weekend on... September. The Beast on Sunday... So this is this is interesting that it does have a button to register. So what if you click it?
1: Okay. So elite male qualifiers, female qualifiers, world championship, age now it
0: qualifiers. does say yeah, it does say qualifiers. So what if I go through this right now? Maybe it gives you a code yeah, or something? It, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I think that's fifty three spots left in the elite female qualifiers <laughs> wave. Yeah, yeah it, right. It, <laughs> Anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of silly. Because according to what they've been saying, you can't register until right after the North American Series, Championship Series.
1: So if you click on the... Yeah, yep. it, acts, it, it, it asks... Acts, ugh. It asks... <laughs> it it asks you for an extended registration code. So you you click on to start the registration yeah. process, and that's where your code comes in that they send you and look, they changed their fees as well. I don't know if anybody had seen that, but that's another tangent that we can go off on, but they did (laughs) add that bag check and merchandise discount (laughs) or fee in there,
0: which in that case for Tahoe, it's only $3, which means it doesn't include parking, which I think I don't, I don't know if they charge at Tahoe. I don't recall them charging 10 bucks at Tahoe.
1: I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember ever paying at Tahoe. We just parked at the resort, and then it was just kind of first come, first serve,
0: which is cool. So yeah, uh, so we confirmed that that you do have to have a code to register, even though the registration page is there already. So it seems cool. Like my that's my thought is I would love to try and qualify. Now my thought is as age group, uh, somebody who's like right on the cusp of top twenty age group, uh, depending on the race. It would be cool to see if I can, if I had the year bef- like not planned out and I didn't care about World's Toughest yeah. or Noram, I would say, yeah, let me travel to those five races. See if I can do that. Because I know one of the loopholes that people are kind of thinking about is what if nobody, you know, there's not a ton of people do it. So some bozo who who isn't any good runs all five races and gets enough points to get in. Yeah. Well, I don't know. So. Uh, I, would be interested in doing that for age group and maybe I'll be that bozo that <laughs> makes it in <laughs> or, uh, and to like double up on your chances to go to West Virginia for the North American championships. And you would have to get, what is it? Top,
1: <sighs> top 80, uh, top or 40 something?
0: in your, no, in, for age group. I think it's,
1: Oh, that's like at the end of the season, like at the end of the five races. Or something. Well, like it that. depends
0: on if if you're doing elite yeah. or age group. Elites like one number, and age groups another number. So
1: I feel like that meme. I'm trying to remember.
0: <laughs> there's less spots. There's less spots per age group, but obviously you're in a much smaller field than you are with the elites. Maybe I don't know. Maybe not. Not with the uh, 35 to 39 group. <laughs> That's the biggest group.
1: 35 to 39. That's fine because I think so I'm still in the thirty to thirty four age group
0: well that group's not <laughs> at much least smaller, for one so. more
1: year <laughs>
0: <laughs> no that's cool though
1: it does seem a lot more yeah it does seem a lot more exclusive
0: so some people's first reaction to that is why 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 make it exclusive you don't want to let me in this well no they don't they want it to be a you earned your your right to be here and that's cool. I mean, you don't play in a, a pro sport for anything else without getting on a team and, and, and like being freaking right. good. So why else? Why wouldn't we have that? And they're also talking about the whole Spartan roster, not Spartan pro team, but Spartan pro roster being a worldwide 200 person roster in the same way that the UFC has their lineup of fighters or the WWE or WWF, as I grew up with it uh you know they had their their wrestlers and you didn't see them in wcw but hopefully i don't know i i hope that i hope they don't pigeonhole these people to you can only run spartan races
1: which has been all of their excuses every single year for not running anything (laughs) other than a spartan race
0: but hopefully this will be the beginning of a pro card, as people call it. Now, we need more than just Spartan to be uh, in, a, in a, a league or something to do that kind of thing, which would be cool too. But, you know, if Spartans got their own league, which they do, cool, good for them. So we're, we're just not at the point where it's all, it's a one big cohesive thing. So uh, they're, they're trying to do their own cohesiveness, and I think it's cool.
1: Good for them, Spartan.
0: They're 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 doing <laughs> something, and and it's going somewhere. They're
1: progressing,
0: so, yeah. Good or bad, they're working hard to to try and make it better. Another cool bit of info is that the W the OCRWC the OCR World Championships is going to have a hundred meter sprint at their World Championships. I'm really hoping they announce this for Noram because I'm not going to go to um to London this year again. Not I'm not going to go again. <laughs> As much as I'd love to I'm I'm uh, already got my overseas vacation plan for the year. Uh, the 100 meter sprint sounds really cool because you've got all weekend to do it. You have got two t- two tries uh, and and that's it. But you can do them whenever you want. So just throughout the weekend people will be doing this course which is pretty rad so you probably hear somebody shout, Hey, Ryan's about to yeah. do the
1: Well, and then that kind the of eliminates meter. having to figure out the logistics of how do we get all these people through this course all at once and it's such a short course. That kind of eliminates having to figure that out. But we'll see how that pans out. Cause I, I remember hearing I remember hearing Adrian Bijanata talking about that on one of one of Matt's podcasts or Will's podcasts, I can't remember, but whenever he was talking about the um a short course format like that. If it was just like, you know, 400 meters, 100 meters, something like that, how that would look, you know, (laughs) getting a mass amount of people through the, through the course at different times.
0: Yeah. The, the 3k course, they already have to do it in waves. So there would be no way.
1: Yeah. There would be no way that they could do a hundred meters in waves. So it would just be way too complicated.
0: Yeah, it'd have to have a whole bunch of rows, and I think the biggest reason for it being throughout the weekend is so that uh, it doesn't interfere with like, oh, my age group is coming up, or I just ran, so I'm I'm not fresh, or something right. like that. So people get to pick and choose when they want to run.
1: So that's coming to London. So that's another registration option because I wouldn't travel to London just for a hundred meter race.
0: So you got the uh, the fifteen k, the three k, the team race, the a charity race and now yeah. the 100 meter too man i think my elbows would blow up by the end of all that
1: <laughs> um i mean i know doing 100, 100 meter repeats 400 meter repeats i mean my legs just feel trashed after that and i'm not even doing obstacles
0: <laughs> yeah the obstacles would like after four races uh at noram my i was getting tendonitis in my Ugh. elbows just from all the hanging and yeah. pulling well uh one last bit of news to talk about is grit fitness and what happened with you recently yeah
1: so um
0: well first off, grit grit fitness is a what is it a a training place down in uh south of houston
1: mm -hmm, it's an ocr gym south of houston probably maybe about 30 45 minutes from houston area but they they had their inaugural event last year the grit games I wasn't able to participate last year even though I saw I saw the imitations, I saw the announcement announcements and everything and I think um, it was just something in my race schedule. I had um, already planned and I couldn't go, but I watched the live feed, which was really cool because they they live streamed a lot of it. So they have they have pro waves, nice, they I have yeah, they have pro waves, they have open waves and they have uh, team challenges. So and cash prizes as well. And it's basically like it's it's held at their facility in West Columbia, Texas, and it basically tests all the skills that you need for OCR. Like you need you need strength, you need endurance, you need obstacle proficiency and speed, and then it all kind of culminates into this last obstacle course style race. So they have different kinds of obstacles set up in their gym. They've got rigs and monkey bars and herc hoists and climbs, and um, they've got plenty of heavy sandbags. <laughs> and so they've got, they've used up their space very well. They've even got some warped walls in there, different, different heights, warped walls. They have it set up either as a circuit or as different challenges. And like I said, you can sign up for the pro waves, the open waves, or as a team and compete as a team. And it's later on this year. It's in August, but you know, we like to all plan out our schedules for the year ahead of time and really August will probably be here before we know it. But yeah, I got to hang out with the Grit Fitness team because I was recently accepted onto their pro team, which is super nice. exciting.
0: Congratulations.
1: Thank you. <laughs> um got to meet a bunch of really amazing athletes.
0: What did they do to like how do you make the team like what did you have to do or
1: so we I had filled out their application I had met Chris Roglosky at a race at I believe it was the Austin race where I really met her and got to talk to her because that's where whenever the race got rained out okay. and yeah. um <laughs> yeah and that's how I met her and you know I would always see her at races whenever I would go to pretty much any race in Texas she came out to the battle race and she won the battle race whenever she came out here to Louisiana for that. That's how I found out about their their little little group. And, you know, I just they were just always a uh, you know, anyone I encountered from that from that group or from that gym was always really positive, really uplifting, you know, just really cool people to meet out on course.
0: So you so you filled out the application yeah, filled and, out and they the said, application Oh yeah, you're really cool.
1: Yeah, I got yeah, got invited, uh Got invited to hang out with them this past weekend and do a race simulation and everything like that, and took some pictures. And that was that.
0: <laughs> Did you have to place a certain, like, get a certain time or anything for them to be like, okay, you're on the team now?
1: Um, or well, was it no, we had just like, I mean, all right,
0: cool, you're good.
1: I had to, I had to give them like my my race rundown, my race resume, I guess. <laughs>
0: oh, okay, <laughs>
1: nice. You know, I had kind of told them that I was you know focusing more on like endurance type stuff and like the whole short course thing was like really <laughs> not really I I mean like short <laughs> courses I feel like I'm dying the whole time like I'm redlining absolutely the whole time yeah. but <laughs> but they're still fun <laughs> they're still really a whole lot of fun yeah I got to hang out with them and meet up with them do some obstacles um, got some pointers from Benny and, and Chris and some other people on the team. And it was a really cool experience.
0: Cool. What are y'all going to be doing? Um, as part of the team, are you going to be just repping them at, uh, different races or. Yeah. It, repping what, them at retail? races.
1: Um, yeah. Repping them at races for sure. You know, hoping and trying to attract more people to the grit games. It. If you could see the videos, I don't know if they still have the videos up on their Facebook page from the previous year, but you can also check out their website. It's gritgamesocr.com for registration for the event. And you can read a little bit about the event. I think they still, whenever I looked at the website today, I think they still had like examples of what their challenges were at the last event. So it's August 2nd, 3rd, and 4th this year. So yeah, strength, obstacle, speed, endurance. So for example, this is from their, uh, from their website, like for their strength portion, it was a 400 meter run and then three rounds for time of a bucket carry, tire flips, sandbag carries, Atlas ball over the shoulders, pancake carries, uh, herc things like that. And, um, you know, you just do that for time.
0: Yeah. So it is more in line with what we do in OCR rather than doing like some
1: CrossFit uh, stuff,
0: thrusters or, right. Yeah, right.
1: Right. Exactly. So it's more, yeah, it's more in line with what we do in OCR, but it's kind of testing every single skill. <laughs> it yeah. like there's one event that focuses on what you need to be strong in. You kind of have to be like a jack of all trades.
0: Right. And, uh, I think that OCR world championships could probably learn from that for the team race because they always break it up into a speed technical and strength section yeah. whereas a strength is always just a carry mm-hmm. and they really don't have much beyond that so yeah. it would be nice to see more things like uh they did have a hoist but it was a really really easy one or not a bucket i don't want to see bucket carry at world champion at ocr worlds but something else you know
1: <laughs> yeah uh,
0: <laughs> something other than just a, a sandbag or um Farmers carry.
1: Yeah, yeah, and they have. I mean, they do have the brute balls, which are different th- than the Atlas balls. The Atlas balls, you yeah. know, are just plain concrete balls. But the brute force sandbag balls are are just that. They're sandbag. They're like Atlas sandbags. So it's mm-hmm. it it makes it so much more difficult than you think it's going to be because the weight and the sand just shifts around in there. So like you might grip it one way, but then as you're snatching it up to your shoulder like the weight just shifts and then you know your whole body has to adapt to it so this past weekend whenever we had to do our over the shoulders oh my goodness the guys had to do a hundred pounds and the girls had to do 80 pounds how many many times 10 okay so 10 total yeah yeah so it's like whoa I was like, at first I was like, okay, well, like, you know, the sandbag I have at home is like, I think around 50, maybe 60, <laughs> just shy of 60 pounds, but that extra 20 pounds makes a difference. <laughs> like when, I mean, those sandbags were like more than half the weight of all the girls that were, that were running. <laughs> but yeah, cool. so it was definitely challenging. Cause I, I mean, I, I like throwing around heavy stuff. And I like when it's challenging because, like, whenever you go to a Spartan race, like, the stuff for the girls is, like, what, 35, 40 pounds? And you're, like, <laughs> you know, so you want something a little bit more challenging. So I thought that was Okay, really so
0: cool. so you're, you're, uh, you are you're on the Grit Fitness team. You're yes. going to go to a Spartan race on their little big oh. pancakes, and you're going to destroy it. <laughs> now, when you get on the podium, what are you going to wear? Because they're pretty strict yeah. about what they allow yeah. on the podium. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go there thinking you're going to be wearing <laughs> a great Fitness Games t-shirt.
1: <laughs> Sneaky and like have my great Games t-shirt on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I'm pretty sure Joe DeSena will come out and slap you <laughs> He's going to come out
1: and tackle me off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's going to take a frozen turkey and throw it at you.
1: I'm going to wear the Spartan Finisher shirt. And then like at the last second when they're taking pictures, just like take off the shirt. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: very nice uh so speaking of uh chris regalowski she is on the titan games which is the show by the rock did you watch the first episode
1: i did watch the first episode she wasn't on the first episode but it it was it was super cool i like you know there's so many shows right now like you know you have american ninja warrior and then previously we had broken school ranch and then the spartan tv show but like this one was pretty cool. I like it. I like their format and I liked the challenges that they had. Like those athletes were legit.
0: Yeah. And it feels a lot like Steve Austin's show in the fact that people are going head to head with each other. It's a lot less physical against each other. There's some, but not, not a ton. The thing that I didn't like about it is that each person that still made it to the end, didn't have to do all the different challenges. Like one, the first round would do one challenge but then the next round would do a different challenge and it was different like each athlete didn't have to do every challenge to get to the finals and I yeah. thought that was kind of odd like what if you do one challenge and it's not your strength but then the other guy gets the other challenge and it's his strength and it's just
1: yeah uh, I see what you seems
0: saying. weird to have different people doing different things
1: I think that the challenges w- and the athletes were pretty well matched up though
0: the challenges were cool. They had some some interesting stuff there for sure. Yeah. But those those some of those guys were, were jacked and it's like, man, when it comes to that of <laughs> yeah. Mount Olympus, they're gonna suck. And sure yeah. enough some of them. <laughs> sure
1: enough. Yeah. But I think like more of the strongman type stuff, like they had for those type of athletes. And I think it Sure,
0: takes- but that one really beefy guy who could <laughs> yeah. barely get over those walls at the end because he was so gassed, that was,
1: that
0: was pretty funny. <laughs>
1: oh, that poor guy. He was just struggling so hard over that wall. I was just... Oh, man.
0: <laughs> well, I, I got to say, I I, uh, I I downloaded the show and skipped through all the talking and the commercials and stuff because I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't take it. Too much... Uh, I don't... I just don't want to hear about I, like that's cool that you got a story and it's powerful and stuff. But when I watch this, those shows, that's not what I'm watching them for. I, I'm not right. if I want to do that, I'll turn it on Lifetime and watch that. <laughs> but uh, I, you know, I, I don't watch a competition to see who's who had the worst hand dealt in life.
1: Yeah, upbringing. <laughs> like there's. I'm sorry story. you had a
0: hard time, but I just want to know if you're a good athlete, <laughs> not why you're a good athlete. Uh, I'm not trying to be mean to him. I just. You know, I, I wanna watch the competition.
1: Yeah, no and that was definitely the conversation that Heather had on that round table discussion whenever I was listening to that. I was I was like, Yeah, it's yeah. some of those shows have definitely become like about the sob stories and like yeah getting getting on to the shows is like
0: who who's got the biggest cancer, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> So sad. I uh, I, I'll, I'll watch Ninja Ninja Warrior highlights, but I'll never watch the
1: show. Yeah, because of that. it's it's been a while since. Like, if I know somebody because, like, you know, they're they apply, you know, from New Orleans or something like that from their Ninja Gym, yeah. like I'll watch their run or something like that.
0: But half the show is yeah. their stories, not their runs. Yeah, it's,
1: it's
0: boring. Whatever. <laughs> I I don't know that many people th- that talk about Ultimate Beastmaster, but me and my wife watched it and we oh, enjoyed yeah. it a lot. Yeah,
1: I did like that show. The one that was a uh, Sylvester Stallone's.
0: Yeah, Sylvester Stallone was the producer, and he has yeah. actually did a little bit of like an intro on the first season. Yeah, the second season actually ended up having a in, mo- even more interesting format as far yeah. as like the tournament style that they did, and mm-hmm. it w- came down to the end. And it was really uh, entertaining hmm. for sure. It's funny. Some of the people that got on that show just like messed up at the beginning of each round, and it's, it's just like, man, how did you get out there in the first place? <laughs> if you see applications for Ultimate Beastmaster round three, definitely put one in because <laughs> you could do better better than some of those girls for sure. I mean, I can't tell you how many people fell off the first thing. But anyway, oh, uh, so back to Grit, uh, uh, Chris, and wait, no, no, we talked about that already. Never mind. So she'll be on there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, she'll be on there. It's it comes on on Thursdays. Thursdays at seven on NBC.
0: Cool. And I'll try to stream it and put it on a rabbit page. So join the Discord so you can find out when go. where that is.
1: I usually probably just catch it on Hulu.
0: Don't forget to if you heard the episode and you want to try and get that free T-shirt, send us a message somewhere, anywhere. Send us a carrier pigeon if you want. <laughs> and
1: extra points for a carrier pigeon. <laughs>
0: In your message, don't hesitate to say, you know, what do you want out of a, a giveaway? Like, what do you want something that's more than just a giveaway? All listeners get a, a paperclip or something. I don't know. Whatever. You know, tell us what you're, if you got ideas to make it better. Give us those ideas and we'll see if we can make it happen. So time for giveaways. Check out, you know, support us so that we can give stuff to you. Right?
1: Exactly. We like to give back. We're definitely not in this for the money. <laughs> Nope.
0: <laughs> We're in it because it's just too much fun. So it's a new year and freaking jacked, man.
1: It's 2019.
0: It's not a new year, new me. It's a continuation of awesomeness. <laughs> That's what it is. All right, Anna. Take it easy. Everybody do all the stuff that all the other people tell you to do. Subscribe, you know, all that stuff. All just that listen stuff. to theirs and just repeat it. Repeat it uh, right now. Yep.
1: And, and do that. Follow, listen, and talk.
0: Yeah, that one. That one's special. That one's.
1: That one's yeah.
0: Should we have a shirt that has that? Put it in oh your message God. to us.
1: I'm gonna order my own spread shirt
0: because I can do it. Follow, listen, I can do it talk. so easy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can customize the shirts that we have on there. Like get a, a, a OCR talk one, but then get your name and I'm I'm awesome on the bottom <laughs> of it or something. I don't know. I think you can really customize it. Do that. All right. Time for dinner. Thanks, everybody, for listening. See you next time. Declan, you want to say hello? No. Bye.